treasure in jars of clay. As we go through this, I am praying the Holy Spirit reveal to us the magnitude, the importance, the awesomeness of our worship as it affects things in heaven and on earth and why the enemy would like to shut us down. What are we to do in times like these? You see, people need hope, and we have it. That's what this message is about. But let me talk just for a second so that you understand when I say that people need hope. It is not that they need another dollar. They need something beyond that. The moral condition of this country is what has got us into the place where we are today. I like what Thomas Jefferson, one of our very first presidents and one of the framers of the Constitution of this great country, he said, I tremble for my country when I reflect that God is just. I tremble for my country when I reflect that God is just. The state of Washington passed a ballot measure that has now become law, which allows physicians to prescribe lethal doses of barbiturates to patients they think have less than six months to live. Some years ago, a man by the name of Francis Schaeffer wrote a book, How Shall We Then Live? At that time, the abortion issue was just really starting. And he showed how that with the beginning of the abortion, the legalizing of abortion, what would happen? And in his book, he showed that it would progress to the point where they would eventually get to the old and infirm and decide arbitrarily on the basis of economics that we no longer can afford to keep these people. And... For the sake of convenience and economics, we'll simply put them to death. It won't stop there. He went on to show that it will eventually get to those who have disabilities who become a liability economically. Dollars will be the bottom line. In this nation, he predicted this would happen in that book, How Shall We Then Live? Francis Schaeffer's book should be pulled off of the library shelf and dusted off and read because I believe that book was very prophetic, even though he really did not intended to be so, it is. I believe that in this message this morning, there's going to be some hope. That's what I want to convey. Because we can get to the point where with all of the bad news, we lose focus and we lose hope. I don't want that to happen. I battle, you battle daily to maintain and grow our faith strong so that we can be a light to those who have no light, who sit in darkness, as well as staying on track ourself. I want to move on. This next quote is one that, that struck me. It goes to the morality issue. You don't lower values by doing something wrong. You lower your values by believing what you did was okay. I want you to put that in your memory bank, store it there, and kind of mull it over and pick out the truth in that passage. So then, the moral condition of America I told my class this morning I would use this quote, and here it is. This is by C.S. Lewis. Listen to this. We want, in fact, not so much a father in heaven as a grandfather in heaven, a senile benevolence who, as they say, liked to see young people enjoying themselves and whose plan for the universe was simply that it might be truly said at the end of each day, a good time was had by all. Now the scripture from 2 Corinthians 4, 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, the King James says, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. 
There is a treasure of hope inside of every one of us for this nation, for this time. Listen, beloved, no one man can fix the problems of America. Yes, they can fix the economy by spending huge amounts of money that they don't have. <laughs> this nation is farther in debt right now than it's ever been in its entire history, even with all the wars we fought. This is the serious problem. We know that. But no matter who is president, somebody has to fix the economy. And they will. They will. But folks, I'm not talking about fixing the economy. I'm talking about fixing the moral problem of America that is sliding steadily down the slope into the tubes. And I've just given you a couple of quotes this morning and a couple of incidents to show you that indeed the moral climate of America, the moral condition of America is deteriorating. But there's hope. There's hope. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. Here's what it says in 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 15 to us believers. It says this, But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. So then, every one of us are to be ready at all times to give an answer for why we have hope in this time. How many of you have hope in Jesus Christ? Can I see your hands? That's where your hope better be. That's where your hope should be because that's where your hope is. That's where your answer is coming from. Hope. In chapter 4, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, Paul begins with hope. Look what he says. He says in verse 1, Therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. Or we do not lose hope. Or we do not become discouraged. Or we do not give up. And then he ends that chapter with the same note in verse 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart. What is the alternative to losing heart? Or losing hope? Or giving up? Here it is. He gives us an alternative. When you're tempted to quit. How many of you have ever been tempted to quit? The rest of you can come down to the altar to the end of the service and repent because you're lying. If you're, if you're living, you're lying. Every one of us at some point in our life has been tempted to say, I've had it. This living for God is harder than being a sinner. Don't buy that. That's false. Listen, sin destroys. God doesn't destroy. God builds. You go back into that old sinful life, you're going to reap destruction. Don't believe the lie of the devil when he tells you it's far easier not to live a Christian life. Listen, it ain't easy. You don't have no hope there. You got hope here. 